When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You would not last very long playing pickleball. I'll be you. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Terrific. Let's do it. I do not want Mike as a partner. <laughs> Let's do it. He's better than honestly, me. I can't do anything. Honestly, you choose who you want. I'll choose who I want. And let's go. And then you will come on the air and recount your ass kicking. Earlier on the show, Yes Network Yankees broadcaster Michael Kay. Raven safety Kyle Hamilton. Still to come. From the Apple Plus drama Severance, actor Adam Scott. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat with Kyle Hamilton, rookie of the Baltimore Ravens. In hour number two, Michael Kay uh, joined us in hour number one to talk about everything going on with the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving, who, according to the New York Daily News, has been given permission to seek a sign and trade. And there are six teams that Kyrie says, or his people have said, or Kyrie hasn't said it, I guess, but report... Reports have identified Kyrie's targets being both Los Angeles basketball teams, the Knicks, the Heat, Philadelphia, and Dallas. And Adrian Wojnarowski basically saying there's one team that is interested in the idea of signing and trading Kyrie Irving. It's the Los Angeles Lakers, but they are not interested in the packages that the Nets can offer. Or they are not interested, or the Nets are not interested in what the Lakers can offer as well. May not be a match. May not be a just, match. Just keep Kyrie Irving away from Luka. Just away. We need Luka locked, loaded, MVP, finals run. Keep keep that Kyrie stink away from him. Well, I bet you Luka might have a different opinion. It may <laughs> have. It may have. I don't know. It just seems to me that the number of times, this would now be the second time right now, that an organization has tired of Kyrie Irving and feels that his immense talents do not outweigh anything else and the everything else, and there's a lot of everything else with him. But the players in the league appear to be ready to accept him, it seems. Yeah, because he's really, 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 really good at basketball. But it it, it struck me uh, very interesting, and Lillard obviously plays a point guard position, so he doesn't need Kyrie there, but I just found it interesting that the player that Lillard photoshopped into a photograph with him to try and speak or tweet or IG into existence. Uh, it was Durant he chose. Why would that surprise you? Because Durant's not available right now. Yeah, but Durant is a net. wish list. Not technically. Durant, yeah. it, what I'm saying is this is 
interesting to me because he is taking this the step further, and so is the rest of the league. Like the rest of the league isn't saying, "Well, how do we get? How we got to get Kyrie?" No. Rest of the league is like, "Somebody take Kyrie off of there," so it causes Durant to be so pissed that he says he wants out. Of course, it's the NBA, so. Anybody who says they want out of his stature, they, you know, this it's, would it's actually, like free agency. I actually really want this for Dame. Like he was the guy was like, he's got to leave Portland, got to go to somewhere else. Right. TJ still wants him on the Sixers. Is he going to go to uh, the LA and team up with LeBron? No, no, no. Let's have Kevin Durant go where he should have been originally. Yeah, that's why they're not getting him, Chris. Portland. Go no, with well, Dame, he should have. He was in Seattle originally. He was in Seattle yeah, originally. Portland, he should have been the number one pick. Right. They took it, Greg Oden instead. So you had your chance, Portland, and you lost it. So now, because yeah, you still want Dame on the Sixers. Well, I'm I'm kind of given up on that because I I wanted it more than Dame did. Yeah, apparently, that ain't, that ain't happening. So, He's not walking through that door. No. You know who's walking through this door here in a matter of moments is Adam the, Scott. Adam Scott will All be right. here. Yeah. He's in a great new comedy called Severance Brothers. <laughs> Severance no, Brothers. No, but I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a comedy, and it's it's called Severance which is a highly popular show on Apple TV, man. It is definitely not a comedy. You can basically watch the first three minutes and notice exactly that. Ben Stiller is the director. Again, not a comedy. It's fantastic. He is great in it. Adam Scott, Patricia Arquette, John Turturro, Christopher Walken has a role in this show as well. I tell you. And I cannot wait. Who is the one who said that Walken made up stories about his birthday or somebody has a birthday wasn't there somebody told a great story oh, about christopher walken yeah. recently on this program right. yeah that he right. was totally just jerking the chain just says things just yeah, things. yeah. so adam Today, scott we, an and we've got a great celebrity true or false for him all set up adam scott you just spent some time with him at the big slick in kansas city on this weekend so um adam scott is going to be joining us here on this program in studio in about 15 minutes time can't wait to talk to him about uh, severance and and so much more. Okay, T.J. Jefferson, are you ready, sir? Like my friend Puff Daddy once told me, Rich. Yes, T.J., you stay ready, and you ain't got to get ready. Okay, so so there you have it. That would be an affirmative. He is ready. Ready. <laughs> We've done this six times now. Yes, sir. Oh, six there's times. There's only two left. We've been oh, having really? a lot of fun going through every NFL division. This has been fun, one man. by one, and choosing only one. I know, again, this is Mount Rushmore season. We were all just trying to pass the time with fewer and fewer live sports for our viewing pleasure every night. But just one, just not one. four, one, the best player in the history of every franchise in the NFL, division by division. The division you have chosen today is the AFC North. The AFC North. Okay. So, TJ, the floor is yours. Well, I got to preface this, guys. You know, a few days ago, I split up the... Houston Oilers and the Tennessee Titans. I yes, you did. Both of those franchises, their GOAT player. And then someone on YouTube was like, well, I want to see if he does the same thing with the Browns and the Ravens because those are different. No. They are separate. They, they, they literally they, are separate they in this are, division. But no one in the new Browns franchise has a GOAT player. So, okay. unfortunately, Understood. there won't be one from them. All right. but Well, there's it, only one GOAT in the NFL period, one can argue, and he was a Cleveland Brown. Exactly. Okay. And... Now that you brought it up, we'll kick it off with them for the okay. Cleveland Browns. I mean, yeah. lots of great players will get to them. Jim Brown. That's I mean, the, come end, on. the end of the story. For the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, again, uh, nice franchise, yep. but there's one dude, and that's Anthony Munoz, and he was a bad man. Uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, again, 
so many players, Rich, yep. to choose from. Yep. I went with Ray Anthony Lewis. Yes. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, like this one, I had to get right because I want to go home at some point. Wow. You know, mean rich history, but they didn't call him nice Joe Green. They didn't call him okay Joe Green or average Joe Green or okay. He was mean Joe Green. And, uh, you know, I feel like his stats. This is the right his, answer. His body of work. This is the right answer. This is the right answer. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Franco this Harris, right Terry answer. Bradshaw. Yes. And, you know, and people sometimes Mel get mad Blunt. that we don't Mel mention Blunt. Jack Ham. I'm glad you're doing that, Rich. Uh, Lambert. Jack Lambert. Palomalu. Bradshaw. Swan. Ward. Big Ben. Big ben the bus. Stallworth. <laughs> Franco. Rod Woodson. There's so many oh to choose gosh. from. But this is the right about answer. Mean Joe Green is the answer. When, when Chuck Knoll back in 1969 made his first pick, he selected a D tackle from North Texas State, Joe Green. And he went on to play 13 seasons, as we know, 10-time Pro Bowl, four-time All-Pro, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, four Super Bowls, Rookie of the Year Hall of Fame, Mean Joe Green. And maybe one of the most iconic commercials of all time. Of course. Um, he was the they guy. catch. Jim Brown, you know, the Browns, you know, we could have went Otto Graham, Joe Thomas, Ozzie Newsome, uh, Paul Warfield, uh, Clay Jim, Matthews. Yeah, I mean, you can give him all your due. It, it, uh, I mean, they, come on, it's Jim worth Brown. mentioning, but it's Jim Brown. The only one that, the, a human being that, that, that causes Jerry Rice to not be the uh, undisputed Look, yeah, goat is Jim Brown. Brown. And of course, yeah. with the Bengals, all I want to do, by the way, all you got to do is just be around any running backs who are around Jim Brown. Yeah. They all flock to him. It's exactly. Mr. Brown. I mean, it's Mr. Mr. Brown. Brown. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's Marshall Brown. refers Brockman to him as Mr. Brown. has his autograph on his desk right, right. there in front of him. And the Bengals, the other Ken options Ken Anderson, are... you know, Boomer, Ken Riley, Ocho Cinco, but it was Munoz. So that was easy. No, nah, I think that's the one. You know, uh, arguably... 15 years, it, it might be Joe Burr. It by could the way, be, yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree Joey Burrow has the opportunity to build that in there for sure. But Munoz, you know, people, when they list the greatest O-linemen of all time... It, He's on the very short list of who's the greatest. My, 11 Pro Bowls. Speaking he, of Marshall Falk, one of my favorite Marshall Falk stories of all time is he told a story, Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals, or, or could have been the Phoenix Cardinals back in the day. Who knows, right? Um, and I think, who was it? It was somebody that was on their team, a running back, name escapes me, who was barking at the Rams bench all day long. Like, just barking giving a lip to the rams bench and marshall is leading the charge of the rams basically who the hell is this guy mm-hmm. so he had an incredible run and barked at the entire arizona cardinals or cardinals bench went right down the row just given all sorts of lip right back <laughs> at him and he noticed as he was going through one of the guys who he was given lip to just giving it all was Cardinals coach at the time, one of the assistants, Mean Joe Green. And he realized that as he was going through the entire line of barking back at Arizona's bench, (laughs) and he said he doubled back and looked at Mean Joe and goes, I didn't mean you, Mr. Green. My apologies, <laughs> Mr. Green. Sorry. Bump and you, he, bump you, bump you. You're the, cool. <laughs> and the bump. other story is the NFL 100 all-time team show. One of the guys in studio was Mean Joe Green because he's on the team, and he was one of the guys when we did the defensive line that we had in studio to be physically there. Mm-hmm. And we didn't kind of walk through prior to the um, segment I'll ask this, and Collinsworth say, I'll ask that, and Belichick, I'll ask that. Because, you know, 
We're just kind of going off the seat of our pants and just asking questions of the guys. And it wasn't like, you know, what's you, what are you going to do so I don't cover the same ground? Like, we didn't have that sort of coordination for various reasons. It was a long day. And also, Belichick was new to this thing. And everybody just wanted to let him go and ask whatever he wanted to ask of anybody at any time, right? Yeah. So, Bill. sure enough, I was going to start first with me and Joe Green. But Bill, for one of the only times in the history of that show... Uh, I guess history, we did a few episodes, but <laughs> while we shot that show, he said, I, I you know, I want to go first. He said, I got a question for him. I'm like, okay, wow. what is it? And I thought it would be anything about the steel curtain defense, Chuck Knoll, just, just run down the list of what a historian of the game like Belichick could ask of mean Joe Green. And the question he asked of him was about that question. TV commercial. The Coke commercial. And you could have knocked me over with a feather. <laughs> what was the question? Do you remember? He said, you know, how many times did it take you to do that? And he said that he had about, what, 14 Coca-Colas? Just, and he had to drink them down all one after another. He got, like, basically sick. Slamming them. Yeah. Just slamming, slamming one soda after another after another. And Belichick with his big grin on his face. And I just thought, that is so awesome. Like, he went <laughs> pop culture. Because he probably knew With everything. Joe Green. I don't know. I mean, who knows, man? Bill probably knew everything about me. I don't know. I mean, if I had to choose one other than him, how do you not go two other guys? How do you not go Bradshaw? He was the quarterback of four championships. Yeah. We kind of forget him. Yeah, Terry he's always been. He's, he's always been forgotten by the Montana years. And then, you know, we talk about the Manning, Brady years, and now Brady. Nobody ever talks about Terry like that. Because we all know Terry is the guy on TV or the guy who's been in movies and stuff like that. But Terry had a hose too, man. He could throw it. You think it's because the Steelers were so talented, Rich? Well, and it's also that they're known for their defense. And known for for running the ball. Right. Yep. And Terry, Terry, if you look at Terry's numbers, very average, 52% completion, only two more touchdowns than interceptions. And and, and, and I'll, love but and I'll the, push back for line of, to that though. Four rings, right? That's, there, that's there's and, and one other piece of pushback. Uh, um, uh, I'm very partial to Mel Blunt. They changed the rules for him. Yeah, they changed the rules because he was such a major physical presence. Still is. He still, I mean, when you see him at the oh Hall God. of Fame with his cowboy hat, it, 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 you, you think he could still give you a few snaps. I'm, yeah. I'm serious. I'm a lot of guys his that. age, they kind of have the Dude. noticeable limp and things. Mel Blunt stands first tall time, with the hat. And- first time I ever saw him at the Hall of Fame, and you keep looking up. Bruce Smith is the other guy that you keep looking up, and he still he keeps going like longer, more than you think he he would when you're in person. And Jonathan Ogden, who is the only other Raven you could throw into the conversation. Yeah. With Ray Lewis, who was drafted in the same year, right? He was the first pick before Ray. Ogden was the first draft choice in the history of the Baltimore Ravens. But Mel Blunt, when I first met him and I saw him, I'm like, my first thought was no wonder they had to change the rules. Like this guy at that height and that wingspan and that brain was sitting back there in that era. Oh, come on, man. That didn't protect the offense. In that era? Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned Ogden. We didn't get a chance to do the Ravens. Of right. course, Ed Reed, Jonathan Ogden, um, Haloti, Nagata, yeah, no, Jamal I mean, they, Lewis, T-Suggs, T-Sizzle. 
Uh, it really came down to Ray, Ed, and, and Jonathan. It's Ogden. Ray. I mean, you, you can't. I, I don't even think Ed would argue about but, Ray. The, the, Ed I Reed mean, is going to. When you go and look at this, though, there are going to be a lot of comments that say Ed Reed Ed, should have Ed, been the guy, the greatest Raven of all time. Come yeah, on, no. I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, Ray Ray still looms today. I mean, they, they, he still is the personification of that defense back in the day that they still wear as a mantra for the franchise. Ogden is the only guy that I think could be involved just for a split second in the conversation. And and I say that with love and affection for Ed, but Ed Ed already knows that. I mean, Ed 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 was at the U after Ray. I mean, he knows the drill. Well, you know, I think back to and Chris, you probably know this was a clip of Brady and Belichick game planning, yeah. and they are just praising Ed Reed like Dude, at the whole at, at the NFL one hundred all time team show, there was only one player that came through that Belichick invited to be with him in his Bellistrator segment. Is that because he had a special tape just for him mm-hmm. on him, and it was Ed Reed. If Bill could have got the chance to coach oh. Ed, you know, not a pro, no did coach him question. in the Pro Bowl, but oh my gosh, no we, they could have got Ed on the Patriots. Question. Oh man. About it. All right, we'll take a break. Adam Scott is here. This is going to be a blast. I don't know how he has made it here. He must be as hungover as Chris Brockman <laughs> from the Big Slick. That's coming up next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly. Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Adam Scott here on the Rich Eisen Show uh, Severance. Again, season one has been uh, available for streaming and it has been renewed for season two and it is in uh, line for all the Emmy talk and, and rightfully so. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned science fiction. There's also kind of like a, 
an old school 70s, 60s, yeah. 70s type feel to it. There, there are some times where I feel uh, watching it, there's there's kind of a, and, and this is a, a, a big a nod I can give to Ben Stiller who directed six of the nine episodes. It's like a Kubrick type feel uh-huh. to it. Yeah. It's shot that way. Sure. There, There is a clockwork orange type mm-hmm. sort of feel to it. Parallax view. Parallax kind of this- view. Adam, you, you just mentioned a very rare mention on this great movie parallax view chris is another one of those movies you have to see you definitely haven't seen it warren Beatty, 70 i forget what year it was but it is 72 way ahead way ahead of the conspiracy mania that's captured our our world these days but there's a clockwork orange type feel to it where a science has messed with your emotions yeah you know uh and trying to create a different brain Yes. For the way to control your thoughts and your emotions, I, I I thought like there was a very Clockwork Orange type feel to this show. You yeah, know? I think you know it's also kind of you know looking at technology a bit and the sorts of things that at first sound kind of great and sound like they would simplify and help us mm-hmm. as people, um, but then as you really kind of dig in, you start to wonder if the the side that's truly has the advantage and will truly benefit from something like this is it really us or is it one of these larger companies that's sort of holding the strings interesting man and and it is um right that it's on apple tv because it does look like it's shot with a background of an apple box like you're in an <laughs> apple store like a genius bar kind of you know lumen industries is the very genius clean. bar. it's yeah. very clean yeah. like i said like a, like a it really does have like a space odyssey feel to it mm-hmm. where and, and the hallways yeah uh, uh where's the shot like what's the set yeah, this. we shot it in the Bronx, the in a in a uh, on a brand new stage that they built up there. Because uh, there's no building in the Bronx like that, right? Like, no. no. Okay. So no. Say. No, they built all of those hallways just uh, for us, get and they were here. literally there were so many of them that in order to get to the office set, the room with the green carpet and all of that, you yes. had to walk through these fake hallways that they built yes but they were constantly moving them around depending on what we were shooting so no joke like 75 percent of the time i would get lost just trying to get to the set and would have to just yell out that i'm here and i don't know where i am but you need to come find me because i'm going to be late if you don't and so someone would have to come find me and, and escort me to the to the set because it's all the all the hallways are white um, but you would come to a dead end and it started feeling like, you know, a, a dystopian nightmare. Yeah, was, so they were kind of <laughs> messing with you to get yeah. into the uh, mindset wow. of your role. Yeah. Did you at any point stroll and find Christopher Walken uh, lost in the hallways <laughs> as well, Adam? Did you that know, happen for you? I, I never did because Christopher Walken is far uh, smarter and has a better sense of direction than me. Uh, <laughs> so I don't think he would ever get lost anywhere. What was that like? Is that the first time you ever worked with yeah. Christopher Walken? Yeah, and okay. uh, and I, you know, Christopher Walken is one of the great actors we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, he's someone that I've been. He and John Turturro and Patricia Arquette, all three of them, are people I have been kind of fa- uh, fantasizing what it would be like to work with them yes. my entire career. Uh, these are, you know, three of the very best that we have. Um, and so getting to actually, you know, work with them and go, go, go to work with them every day was unbelievable. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm wondering, too, like, Chris, we could not have um, what, what 
like a Lumen Industries type setup because we have to remember the sports that we're watching at home to come in here. Like we could not have a, there could be not, there can't be a show like this with severance. No, but you could sever yourself for like traffic on the way to work if you don't want to remember that. that. that I'd like to sever myself from all Boston sports. That would be good, (laughs) right? Like, you know what I mean? Like all Boston sports. I'd like to sever myself from the Larry Bird years. You know, I'd like to do that. Would you really though? Then you would miss all the magic stuff. That was so fun. No, I understand. No, but just the Larry Bird sections of that. Isn't there the science to do that? Sure. I mean, as long as as long as we're going in this direction, absolutely. I mean, if I could just sever. The Jordan years of the Knicks out, um, I would sever that, you know. Whoa. Yeah, I would do that. I'm out, I'm out you know, I'm pinpointing the things oh, I'd like to sever. All of could just be severed from me. That's totally fine. So oh, if you severed time. out the Jordan years, yes. then watching The Last Dance, would it would really blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fascinated by the Rodman parts in Oh, particular. yeah, I'm sure. You know, like, like, who's this guy? Who is this? Is he from planet Earth? Yeah. Like, what is up with that? You know, I don't know if I could do that. Would be tough. We've had John Totoro's brother Nick in here. Oh yeah, and sure. he's a, I can't believe they're from the same family. Yeah, exactly. I worked with Nick too. I worked with him on NYPD Blue, uh, like back in the '90s when I did a guest spot. He was great. He was so cool. Yeah, and he's he's a diehard Yankee fan. Like he's totally insane. Sure. Um, so you know what? You you have um, actually. You, so that means you've worked with two people um in one of the greatest saturday night live skits of all time which is the cowbell skit right with will ferrell and and christopher walken do you have did you pick his brain about his career did you any downtime on the set where you're talking to walken about anything that he's done or that just doesn't happen i wouldn't do that i i i'm 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 in far too much awe uh, of really? him to like walk up and talk shop. Yeah, I'm I I he's you know he's Christopher Walken. Uh, I I don't feel like I'm I'm in a place where where Dude, I'm. You're in Severance, I'm dude. You're in the show with him. Yeah, like, I like, know, but is... he's I I still am just I no I I never did oh no, no matter how much I wanted to. I would th- I would walk up to him right away, and I know this is maybe not professional. And bring up the watch soliloquy from Pulp yeah, Fiction. I know. Like, that's the one I would. Well, want. I had this monologue that I had to deliver in front of him, and uh, I couldn't shake thinking about the watch monologue from Pulp Fiction. Because <laughs> it's. Could, are you serious? Maybe the best monologue ever kind yeah. of got on film. Right. It's just so beautifully delivered and just riveting. And he's just talking about a watch stuck up someone's butt yes um so i had this monologue i had to deliver in front of and it was a scene where there's so many people in it it was going to take us all 14 hours that day to shoot this one scene which meant i had to deliver this monologue to him for 14 hours and i felt like i didn't have it i didn't understand why it wasn't working but i knew it sounded like garbage Mm -hmm. um so I asked if I could get my shot last because they go person by person, right? Okay. So at the very end of those 14 hours, I'm finally delivering the one that you'll actually see in the show of me saying it because I needed that whole day of rehearsing it for myself. So I'm doing it all day. I'm like, this sucks. This sucks. Christopher Walken's watching me and Totoro's there too. No. <laughs> um, but then finally, by the time we get to it, get to my shot, I finally feel like I something clicked. I figured it out. And I finally delivered it and thought, okay, maybe that made sense. Maybe that wasn't terrible, but I'll, I'm sure Walken still thinks I suck. <laughs> but then at the end of the day, I was like talking to someone and he was walking by behind me. And as he walked by, he just grabbed my elbow and just gave it a squeeze and a little bit of a shake before he walked off. And that meant 
the world to me. <laughs> That's that, amazing. That he, whether that meant not bad or not <laughs> it meant that's how i took it and it meant the world it also could have meant i gotta get this watch out of my ass i've been sitting yeah, here for I've 14 been, straight been, hours yeah. it could have been that but that is amazing right. adam that yeah. is a that is yeah. i i love I mean, stories you know, like that that's so great for walking so yeah adam scott here uh, on the rich eisen show okay uh we have a segment here called celebrity true or false where we have uh oh, called some stories from your history your or things that have oh, been boy. written about okay. you we'll see okay. what is true or what is not uh, and we've got some great production value to kick it all off. Go ahead and hit it, please. Celebrity, true or false? You That's can't incredible. handle the truth. There you go. There you go. That's it. How do you guys do that? Magic, magic of editing. Television. Yeah, magic. Just, you say yeah. television, I say editing. You know, we just do you have a crack staff. You know. Chris Chris must have something to do with that because that, that was uh, No, he had nothing to do with that. Okay. No. Right. So much. No, I don't think so. By the way, Chris went a little crazy this past week. Yeah, we but, have okay. we actually okay. are going to hit that. I right, believe right. I believe okay. we have something uh specifically in store for that at the very end. Sort of an O Henry like twist okay. at the very end of right. Celebrity True or False with Adam Scott first one up. Uh True or False, you were a deadhead as a teenager. I was. I went through a Grateful Dead uh, phase uh, as a as a teenager, like a pretty intense one. Like I went to see many, many how many dead shows. What do you think? What's the, what's the grand total number? Uh, probably seven or eight, but all in a matter of like you know eighteen months, and then I was kind of out of that phase. But I still love uh, Grateful Dead. Did you have tickets, or were you one of those asking for a miracle? No, like I would have your finger as people were <laughs> there coming. There a lot in. of those. I know that. Because Have you guess been to what? dead shows? Guess what? Uh, one of the first serious girlfriends of my life was a dead fan. Uh-huh. And I've been to about 15 dead shows. 15? Wow. I think one five. since that stage, I've probably hit about 15 because I've gone a couple, t- a few times yeah. over the years. Did you, you? It's pretty fun, right? Yeah. The drums in space stuff where they were playing yeah. drums for like a half an hour was yeah. uh, not my bag. Sure. I was like, when is this going to end? Like, like, where's the, the chorus? Where's, where's the, the hook? <laughs> they were just playing for just drums for like yeah. uh, but but. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ship of Fools is my uh, Ooh, number one. Oh, that's a one. good song. That's my number one yeah. dead song. I love just, you know, I got into them because Touch of Grey was like a top hit, sure. 10 hit. Yeah, that's yeah. when they really exploded again. Yes, commercially, yes. I still love that that song, too. So you didn't need, and by the way, there are people who go to the dead because um, there's a famous uh, line, I need a miracle every day. Uh, they hold up their finger yeah. or two fingers. I need a miracle. They're hoping that somebody gives them Get tickets. A ticket. Oh, so you did not do that. They, no, they, because you, you I was still a teenager. So I would like get a ride with my parents and get dropped off out front. So we made sure I had my ticket and my, you know, money for a hot dog <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> Were you the only person dropped off at a dead concert? I remember like my that? dad drove me and a couple oh, yeah. of my buddies. <laughs> Where are you going? To, to Laguna Seca and dropped us off out front and driving up, you know, in traffic, people were like, acid, you want some acid? You want to join? And I'm like, uh, dad, just right here is fine. Just right. Just, yeah. Drop, I'll walk from here. He's like, what is this? <laughs> oh man. All right. Next up, uh, true or false, Adam Scott, you were initially intimidated on the set of Step Brothers because you'd never done improv before. Is that true or false? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I was a novice to comedy, really. Um, I mean, you know, I grew up, you know, a voracious fan of Monty Python, SNL, and all that stuff. Sure. But as far as like in practice, I had been doing mostly like dramatic stuff. And so I got Step Brothers as a fluke because someone had the role and fell out at the last minute. And they Who was had that? to cast Do it. Do we know? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm at liberty to say. I don't know if they've oh. ever said it. 
publicly. Well, or not. I think you know. I mean, we'll... it was a scheduling thing. It wasn't anything okay. you know like uh, weird. Uh, so, so I was freaked out and had to kind of figure it out as we went. I I, I equate it to learning how to throw the javelin at the Olympics. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got feral. The and, stadium and of people and all the cameras. Yeah, because you're doing it with John and Will and Mary Steenburgen and Richard Jenkins and Catherine Hahn. Oh, that's right. Jeez. And I was just like, uh, okay. And as far as improv goes, I was I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And and but I feel like at the end of those four months I had started to, you know, figure it out. So uh, how much of that was improv? A, a lot. A lot of the movie is is improvised. So a huge amount. You would do like a scripted take yeah. and then just screw around. And and it was like, oh my goodness. The, and, and it changed the way I kind of thought about work from there on out. It's just about throwing it all against the wall and seeing what sticks. And who cares if something doesn't work? We won't use it. We'll just do throw it all, just do everything and screw around and then take the bits that work and couple it together into uh, an awesome movie. And I just had never really, and I think, you know, that period of time when Judd and Adam McKay and those guys kind of came along and started making the, the movies in this kind of really loose, different way, yeah. it really changed filmed comedy uh, uh, for, for the better, I think. Do you remember your favorite ad-libbed line from it, Adam Scott? Where you're um, like, you ad-libbed it, can you, can you say it? On the show, I mean or? the abs. Uh, the abs. I I haven't eaten a carb since two thousand four or something. That was ad libbed. Um, there were. I mean, there are a, a lot. I mean, those guys, Will and John, are like genius, right? Genius. Well, I mean, so Catherine Hahn's moment where she's coming on a John C. Riley that that was all ad libbed, where she was just saying one awful, nasty, sexually charged I mean, in the thing script, after another. She in the script she does that, but yeah. I'm sure all the incredible things she was saying, I'm sure a lot of them were Catherine because she is one of the great improvisers. <laughs> Yeah. Next one in that film, Step Brothers, true or false, Adam Scott, the family singing scene, you were actually lip syncing to an actor who was singing right outside the car window. Is that true? That's right. I can't sing, but everyone else in the in the car is singing live. Um, and <laughs> I was the only one lip syncing. And the guy singing was right in front of me, and I was locking eyes with him so we would stay in sync. And he was standing there with a microphone just... <laughs> And we were, that's who I'm looking at the whole time. But everyone else was on pitch and incredible. And uh, I just couldn't, I, I, I wish I could sing it. And was it you who swerved the car or was that a stunt actor who swerved the car? That was a that stunt session? actor, okay, unfortunately. Very good. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, we were in green screen <laughs> the whole time. Safety first. That is so funny, man. Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, next one, uh, true or false, Adam Scott. Um the uh, Mayfair Games developed a uh, play playable version of Ben Wyatt's game, Cones of Dunshire, but it was never marketed because it was too complex from Parks and Rec. Is that a true story? I would imagine. I mean, I think that the rules of that game were so insane <laughs> and purposely so. But somebody tried to... Somebody tried to kind of... You know how when Trump would just say something and then his administration would be like, Oh, yeah, 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 and try and shape policy around the stupid thing he said. <laughs> it was kind of like that. Like, they set all these confusing rules for comedy's sake, and they tried to develop a game that around those insane rules. 
Um, and I thought it was like going to come out, but it, it just never, never did for whatever. Reason. So I Probably mean, because it was too complicated. But uh, I just find that so funny that they you tried to actually make it work, yeah. and then they just they said just screw gave it. Up. They just gave up. <laughs> How much fun was it to do Parks and Rec for you? Oh, it was the best. It was the best. I really miss it, and I miss all those people. It was so fun. Uh, Adam Scott, last one for you here. Every April, uh, you get lots of good luck at the Masters tweets because people think you're the actual <laughs> golfer, Adam Scott. That's right. That's right. You do? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And my very first like celebrity perk ever was before I was a kind of known person at all. And I checked into a hotel and they thought I was the golfer. And I they brought me into this room and offered me all these cool, you know, put me on the list for all the clubs in town. <laughs> and offered me all this, put me in this incredible suite and all this stuff because they thought I was because you thought you were the the Masters champion, the Masters champion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, have you ever tried to get a round of golf uh, out of something like that? Yeah, and I'm uh, terrible at it. Okay. Terrible. Terrible. So, so doesn't really work for you. I would, I would not be able to <laughs> pose as Adam Scott the well, let's golfer. See if, let's see if Adam Scott the golfer could pose as you. I doubt exactly. that as well. Maybe so. Uh, oh, do we have? We need one more. Oh, there we go. All right, we'll get one more. All right, there's the uh, the yet more production value. We got one more. Do you have this one? Well, you, you can do it, Rich. Um, put it up on the screen near Hoskins because I don't have it written down. True or false? You got schooled in cornhole at the Big Slick by one of the guys on the screen there, one of the why, Potash brothers. Is that why, true? Or, is why, that true or false? Why uh, would this information make it to air? I don't understand. <laughs> How does anyone know about this, Chris? Do you know? Uh, well, do you have the answer to that question? I don't know which of the twins because I can't. Tell them apart. They Me wear either. the same glasses. Me and one of them were partners against Adam and David Cook. Uh-huh. At the Big Slick. At the Big What time of the evening was, uh, was this? Uh, it was like 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> it was You're very playing two, cornhole at 2.30 in the morning? Indoors. Cornhole in a hotel indoors. Suite. In a yeah. hotel suite. They had a full. And David Cook. Man, I thought I was, I take things way too seriously. David Cook was very into it. He might have had oh. his own bags. Really? David oh, Cook was really, really good. He was awesome. Yeah. At it. So, and the, the, this, one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even give the right Potash brother some credit. It was either Adiv or Ezra. I don't know which one. I think it may have been Ezra. But okay. he, he was like, I've never even played. Oh, that's uh, the worst. Yeah. And then he just started sinking them, Everything. like swoosh nothing after but, swoosh. Nothing but hole? Nothing but hole. It was annoying. Adam just looked at him and goes, like, what the F, dude? Like, yeah. Like, did you get upset with him? Well, yeah, of course I did. I was, we were, David and I were like in the zone and really making, and then once he started like scoring without an issue, right. uh, my game just went downhill because my I could not recover. Did you play in the softball game? Yeah. How'd you do? Uh, I got one uh, pop pop uh, pop fly foul. Okay. Or no, it wasn't foul. It was just a pop fly right in the pitcher caught it. Okay. All right. It was a quick game. It seemed quicker than usual. It was also very disorganized. I think. Oh. Your Dustin Colquitt, former uh, chief, yes. he was pitching. Uh, Kevin Rahm was also the pitcher okay. of Mad Men. Yeah. Very right. fun. And, uh, it was super fun. I mean, it was, it was a blast. Take me out $3.5 million for Children's yeah. uh, Mercy Children's well, I was. I shared right field with Cheryl Crow, which was really fun. What do you mean? Uh, we were both in right field. <laughs> we were in right field together. I think is <laughs> Co-right fielders? Where you go. Oh, there were four people covering right field. 
There were four right fielders. Which is my old position and where you go if you if you just want to sort of hide for the <laughs> for the game. James Vanderbeek had this elaborate pregame stretching routine. Okay. He was very, I'll, very I'll into it. it. And yeah. take me out to the ball game during the actual seventh inning stretch went down. Down, okay, yeah. very good. Yeah. Did it end with Gene Lamont at the end? It did. Yep. Okay, very good. I'm glad that everything right. is still doing very well at the Big Slick. <laughs> I hope you're there next year. I would too. Rich. I'm dropping kids off at camp, man. That's not a metaphor for anything. Literally <laughs> drop them off at camp. That's exactly what I did. Is it the same weekend every year? Uh, they used to have it Father's Day weekend, which was a little oh, bit yeah. dicey. Yeah. Um, so I think they changed it. And it would have been my birthday weekend. It would have been perfect to celebrate my birthday there. Nothing makes me happier than making a charity event about me, even for a split yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Getting happy birthday sung to you when we're trying to focus on something else. Yes. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that I would have gotten on a plane just for that. It sounds like you. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I heard you were very generous. You, it was a severance package you gave out. So that was very nice of you to do that. Yeah, it's going to gonna be, it's going to be really, really fun. It's, when, it's great. So season two is, when do you start shooting that? We uh, start shooting soonish and then okay. uh you know i'm not sure where, when it would actually come on but we're, okay. we're getting going on it soon. fantastic yeah it, it is so good um thanks man it, it, uh, you are great in it adam Thank and you. the cast is amazing and it is just it's visually striking it's thought-provoking it's uh frightening not gonna yep. lie yeah um and um and i i love all of it so congratulations thanks, on that Thank you. Best to you and the and the misses and the kids. Likewise, you got it. You Thank know, you our for kids, our kids used to go to school together. Oh. Number of times that I was at a school event and I would cling to this man like a like a rock <laughs> in, a, uh, in the middle of the ocean, crashing. Like but just, they still hang out, which is the thing. Even though they're not at the same school anymore, they still they get together. do the, they yeah. do that they do indeed. Yeah. Um, Adam Scott, everybody should check out Severance on Apple TV, Apple TV Plus. Season two is coming up. Same thing with this commercial break. Back in a moment to wrap up this Monday show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That's Back here on the Rich Eisen Show talking about what sports moments you would excise out of your memory like severance. Can I do life moments? Go for your ex-wife? Oh, yeah. But that's but you are who you are, though, Mike. That is because of that experience. say that to me, and I totally disagree. I did not need her to get to where I am. What if Liza Minnelli severed you from her memory? Oh, no. Would that be a problem? Oh, no. But if anybody ever severed you from their memories, you would not be able to handle that. You don't take you don't take the the guy no, who's gruff with you checking in but, with Westwood One I mean, very well. That's true. That is. True. You don't take honestly. You don't take. I mean, could be busy. He could be having things, a bad day. The number of things he guy. takes personally the, that aren't personal. I've slides. had the friendly guys for the last few weeks. Well, last week it was all friendly guy yeah. when Jay was Jay, here. Yeah, yeah. Jay had no problem. Jay's had no problem yeah, checking yeah, him. No problem. I don't believe. Yeah, I told you the friendly guy's back. You would not be able to handle it if somebody wanted to excise you out. I've had people excise me out. Okay. I've had it. Yeah, I mean, we all have. I've let's be it. honest. I mean, there was a place I worked at for a minute that excised me out for a couple of years. Okay, I'm back. They don't. They like me again. Okay. Hey guys, a place but across I mean, the thoroughfare tried to you know x me yeah, out more than yeah. one occasion, and like a roach, I'm still here. Like the roach. <laughs> like a roach. Like a roach. Like a roach. <laughs> the roach. The roach from Apocalypse. The roach. <laughs> okay. Yeah, remember? Wow. All right. You don't know that. I'm Let's sorry. go to Lonnie in Los Angeles. What's up, Lonnie? Lonnie in Los hey, Angeles. Hey, man, how you doing? What's I'm going on? I'm going to do a few of these, but I'm going to start with this one. Things that make you go, hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. I have a vote for Archie Manning as the greatest quarterback in NFL history. And that is? He has the most powerful DNA <sighs> No one else can produce quarterbacks like him. And I have a, I have a prediction for you. Arch Manning will be the greatest of all of them. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. I'm here for it. All right, Ooh. Lonnie, say it with I'm your chest. It. Say it with your chest. <laughs> okay. Out, Boy, this kid, thank you for the call, Lonnie. Does this kid have all these eyes? I, I hope he has, like, the Eli in him. I literally you know, hope, I bet he does. I, I bet, hope Arch is I the greatest he, of all time. I, 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 I bet <laughs> I bet his head is so screwed on right, oh, I yeah. bet, and that he's just going to... got a lot you know, of there, there are times that I look at Coop, my, 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 my uh, youngest boy, and I like marvel at how, you know, when he played Little League this year, everything was just like that. And he'll, he just floats. Ice in his veins? You know, he just floats. And um, I, I sometimes look at that. I'm like, I wish I had some of that in me. It's gonna be compared to Eli you know, like I, I, and just so everyone's aware, because I am the best dad ever. I have that sort of feeling about all three of my kids and the special things that they bring to the equation that I'm like, wish that I had. And then of course Susie takes credit for. Um, what well, kind of makes sense so, though, right? No, no, it's okay. It's all right, guys. Guys, it's all right. Um, but I'm, I'm just hoping he's got like that. Sort of Eli Payton in terms of the football field, just straight, flat line, and internally boiling. I don't think heart that's Payton, Rich. Gut. 
No, I because mean, Peyton, I mean, there's many clips of Peyton yelling, like Jeff Saturday telling him to shut up. So Peyton I'm sure was a Eli, I'm sure Eli, Eli was doing that too. But Peyton was never like, really saw Eli. Peyton Eli was, wasn't, yeah. Peyton Eli was wasn't. real flat. So yeah. then maybe he's got some of his older uncles uh, fire, and some of his younger uncles sort of um, ice in the veins and not letting anything bother him because he's going to go in. I mean, to also, choose of all schools for him to choose Texas. I mean, Ole Miss would have obviously had the Manning stuff, right? Yeah. But it was between Georgia and LSU. And, but to choose Texas, where the fan base is just starving for the one moment they can say, it's changed, it's turned, we're going to win. Back. It is back. Yeah. Burnt orange, man, horns up, the whole business. All right, all right, all right, here we go. <laughs> you know? Bevo isn't the main attraction that everyone's talking about as much. <laughs> and I know I'm oversimplifying about it. something other than the Vince Young I'm title, just right? saying, man, like Texas is bad. I mean, the, this kid is going to have so Oof. many hopes and desires placed in him. You know, and our caller just pointed it out, you know. He's going to go. I mean, he's the big man on campus, and he's not even, not even on there. campus. Mm-hmm. Natty Heisman. That's what he said before. He needs the oh, natu- number one pick. If he doesn't get a national championship or a Heisman, it's a failure, which is what you said in Overreaction Monday. And I'm like, well, then Uncle Peyton was a failure then too, huh? At Tennessee. No, oh, he was not. Stop it. Come on now. Number one but pick, this 2026. Is it. Lock it in. Just lock it in. I right mean, now. it's all. And so I hope again. He just. He's just like that. Just flat line. Just Will do the team not... start tanking now for Arch Manning? Is it too early to tank? <laughs> I think it's too early, Chris. What would we call it? Uh, ascension for Arch? Uh, uh, it's got to be uh, negative. No, no, you can't, you can't, it's got to be something for Arch, right? Yeah. Aim for be? Arch. Huh? Archery. Aim for Aiming Arch? For Aiming for Arch. Aim for Arch. That's not good. Rich, Chris, oh, Chris and I last week talked it's about Arch idea. might be the first kid to turn down an NIL deal. Like, you know. The Wait. uncles and the dad be like, we don't need that don't type need that. of distraction. Yep. Arch is fine. Leonard Fournette told us he could have got $10 million. How much is Arch Manning going to get? Yeah, that's true. I was just joking. Arch going to get that money. Are you kidding me? See, I, I just, put, I just popped in synonym for suck, but unfortunately it's like draw, drink, gulp. Like that's the... Oh, uh, oh so yeah, you got to... Yeah. Parch for Arch says... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's not very good. <laughs> I mean, you can't. That'll wrap it up for this show. Big finish.